Hello and welcome to this podcast brought to you by the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. My name is Malcolm. I'm a retired consultant surgeon and throughout my career I had a particular interest in the care and treatment of cancer patients. Presently, I'm chairman of the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association. And I'm Sandy, executive officer of the Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association and a cancer survivor. The Isle of Man Anti-Cancer Association has been in existence for over 60 years, raising funds to support Manx cancer sufferers and in recent years promoting greater awareness of the signs and symptoms of various tumours. In this podcast, we want to talk a little bit about childhood cancers, that is, cancers that develop in those aged 15 years or younger. Most of us associate cancer as a condition that only affects adults, its prevalence increasing with age, and it's seen predominantly in the over 60s. However, although relatively rare, it can affect children and even be present in a newborn. There are around 1,800 children who unfortunately develop cancer annually in the UK. This equates to about two or three cases annually on the island. The good news, though, is that around three quarters of children presenting with cancer will be cured with modern treatments. But it's important to try and pick up the disease early. There are a wide range of cancer types seen in children. About one third of cases involve various forms of leukaemia or blood cancers. A quarter of cases involve the brain or other areas of the central nervous system and lymphomas or sarcomas each account for around 10% of cases. There are a number of very rare tumours seen only in infancy. These include neuroblastoma arising from the adrenal glands or other neural tissues, retinoblastoma affecting the eye and Wilms tumour affecting the kidney. With this vast array of tumours, it can be difficult for children to appreciate the importance of telling someone that they do not feel right, particularly when it may be something serious. Children, particularly when they are very young and unable to talk or communicate very well, are naturally unable to say how they are feeling or what's wrong. Even when they are older, children and even parents often think that it's yet another childhood infection or other self-limiting condition that will get better on its own with time. And so it can be slow at realising that it might be something more serious. Although in most instances they will be right if something seems a bit unusual, it is very important to get things checked out. What then should relatives, parents carers or teachers be looking out for that might suggest that a child may have a childhood cancer. When you think of the common signs or symptoms associated with childhood cancers, think of the words child cancer and the following acronym. For the word child, C stands for continued unexplained weight loss. H for headaches, often in the morning with feeling sickly or vomiting. I for increased swelling or persistent pain in the bones, joints, back or legs. L for lump or mass, especially in the abdomen, neck, chest, pelvis or armpits. And D for the development of excessive bruising, bleeding or a rash. And then the word cancer. C for constant, frequent or persistent infections. A for a whitish colour behind the pupil in the eye. N for nausea that persists or vomiting without nausea. C for constant tiredness or noticeable paleness. E 
for eye or vision changes that occur suddenly and persist, and R for recurring or persistent fevers of unknown origin. Remember all of these may be due to a simple medical condition, but wasn't the child being seen by a doctor to, to exclude anything more serious? Every parent or carer will want to know if there is anything that has been shown to cause cancer in children that they should avoid. We know for certain that exposure to ionising radiation increases the risk of a child developing cancer. This is the reason why abdominal x-rays are avoided where possible in women who might be pregnant. Sometimes several children develop cancer in a small area around the same time, but studies have failed to confirm any single factor that may have led to them developing cancer. A healthy diet and exercise is something that we really should encourage and that has certainly been shown to reduce cancer in adults. We've given you quite a long list of signs and symptoms of childhood cancers, reflecting the diversity of the types of cancer seen in childhood. But because of its importance, perhaps it would be worth going through it again. When you think of the common signs and symptoms associated with childhood cancers, think of the words child cancer and the following acronym. First, the word child. C stands for continued unexplained weight loss. H for headaches, often in the morning with feeling sickly or vomiting. I for increased swelling or persistent pain in the bones, joints, back or legs. L for lump or mass, especially in the abdomen, neck, chest, pelvis or armpits. And D for developing excessive bruising, bleeding or a rash. And then the word cancer. C for constant, frequent or persistent infections. A for a whitish colour behind the pupil in the eye. N for nausea that persists or vomiting without nausea. C for constant tiredness or noticeable paleness. E for eye or vision changes that occur suddenly and persist. And R for recurring or persistent fevers of unknown origin. For more information on childhood cancers, you can visit the Macmillan Cancer Information Centre up at Nobles Hospital. You can phone them on 650735 or have a look at their website, which is macmillan.org.uk. Or another very useful site is childrenwithcancer.org.uk. Thank you for listening.